Hey guys, Chotty here. We're jumping into episode three of season nine. Things that are sacred. Sacred is a thing. And um, it's become commonplace. Things that God has made sacred and that he always intended uh, to be sacred. So whether you're listening or whether you're watching, uh, we're going to jump right into it. Because today we're talking about family. Family is sacred. Let's dive in. Things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chotty? Yeah. Oh, um, this is a podcast for imperfect people, and uh, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. Pretty much. All right, so uh, this... Uh, series of podcast episodes is leading into the big book launch of I Crying Corners, um, which is a book that I recently wrote uh, loosely, loosely inspired <laughs> by the podcast. And, um, and so I started to process what I wanted to talk about as we lead into understanding our healthy emotions and living life like Jesus. And what I realized is how do we live a life like Jesus if we don't find the same things sacred that Jesus uh, lived out as sacred and believed to be sacred? And the first thing we talked about was our faith, our, our walk with God, our, our yes to not only surrender, but our yes in sacrifice, right? So Jesus didn't just walk out obedient life. He didn't just walk out this faith walk uh, because uh, he loved God and he was led of the Holy Spirit. He did it in such a way uh, that led to sacrifice. And what I mean by sacrifice is sacrificing all the things that you love and want um, so that God can use it and people can experience freedom. What does that mean? That means that when you live out your life in such a way like Jesus, others are able to experience the love of God. And so that's how you know your faith walk is active and missional and all the things that I talked about in episode one. But having that kind of walk, the walk that, um, that faith that is incredibly active, right? That is impacting people is sacred. It's sacred. Jesus found this to be sacred. There were things he did in his life. I talk about it in the new book uh, the whole time about understanding the things that Jesus did to be able to live out healthy emotions. And the way that he did that is the first thing is like, there was like, it was a given. It was a given that his walk with God was not to be um, meddled with and his belief system was not to be meddled with. And, uh, so your faith is sacred. That's the first thing we talked about. The second thing we talked about was our creativity. Creativity is not doing things. Creativity is building spaces in your life, in your words, and in your home uh, for God's presence to dwell. That is what I believe creativity to be. That's what the scripture uh, describes it at. As, um, and he gives it to people that are wise and filled with his spirit. And uh, that's what we talked about. And that's sacred, man. Can you imagine just being a facilitator? You're meant to be a facilitator of God's presence like his tabernacle in the world. Like that's so sacred and beautiful and awesome and holy and reverent and makes me want to hide under a table. And so today I'm going to talk about uh, family. Family is sacred to God. Um, and uh, family, of course, uh, 
ease it up. So family is, uh, of course, your blood relatives. That's how we do, you know, describe it. But Jesus described uh, family a little differently. He described family a bit like the prophet Dom Toretto in Fast and Furious. Uh, family are ride or dies. Family are the people that stick with you. Family are the people that are uh, on mission with you. And we see that in the story in Matthew where uh, his mother's like, hey, we need you to come out of here. Like what you're doing is wrong and it's overwhelming everyone. She was really scared for him. She was worried for him and he was preaching and people were getting arrested. It was just craziness. And he replied, uh, who is my mother and uh, who are my brothers? And he pointed to his disciples and he said, here are my mother and brothers for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Does that disqualify his actual family? No. But he was trying to make a statement there that uh, those that were on mission with him will be your family. And so I just want to encourage uh, people out there uh, that maybe uh, have had to have a chosen family because your family life, um, the people that we call blood relatives are, have been crazy pants or um, they haven't been, it's been not a healthy situation or maybe they've, they were great, but they've passed away and you, you don't have what a normal family would look like. I want you to know uh, that Jesus, uh, Jesus talked about family differently. And for me, that is such a relief because as a person who doesn't have kids and, um, and I have, I have what I call kingdom kids and, uh, I have a different type of family. My husband and I, we lead a, a church, um, for us, those are, this is the family we've chosen. We're the ones that, uh, like the writer dies, the people that are in it to win it with you. And, um, that's sacred. It's sacred to God. And, um, so I'm, I've been living in Deuteronomy 11, um, or Deuteronomy, uh, this whole kind of breakdown of what these things that are sacred are because Jesus referenced Deuteronomy a lot. Um, and so I just wanted to give you a little context as we break this down. I am pulling pieces of Deuteronomy that I feel are important and I'm um, referencing back the things that I feel like God is uh, saying in this season uh, for us to see them as sacred. Now, I'm going to say this. Nothing I say on this podcast, in my books, in my messages are meant for you to believe as face value. Well, Chadi, that's why I'm watching you so I don't have to do the work. No, no, no. I need you to do the work. I need you to do the work for you. Because just because I have received this revelation and I'm sharing it, it's meant to spark a conversation with you and your family, you and the Lord, you and your friend group of like, hey, what do you think about this? What are your thoughts on this? Because what that does is like it, I, it, iron sharpens iron, right? And so just consider me a piece of that for you. And we're just sharpening each other and um, believing that God is going to continue to build more revelation in your heart for who he is and what he has called you to, which is to love God and love people, but more like what how to do that in the assignment that you are. So as I read these and as I go through these, please understand that my goal is not for you to not go read your Bible. My goal is for you to go read this for yourself and see what God tells you. You know, Deuteronomy is broken up into three different spaces, right? Um, Deuteronomy is broken into uh, Moses's like opening speech, which is like one through 11. And then you have the laws, which is like 12 through 26. And right now I'm living in Moses's or his, his speech. It's, it's his, Hey guys, don't forget where we've come from. We've been in the um, wilderness for 40 years. Don't, um, Oof, don't forget who your God is. It's pretty much like he gives like three big things in, in Deuteronomy 11. Um, he says, you know, I, I want you to love God. 
I want you to follow his ways. I want you to remember what he's seen. And he's been kind of, this is the theme that he's been going through uh, the first 11 chapters of Deuteronomy. He's just like, guys, we're supposed to be loyal to God. Hey, don't forget this. He can't give us the promised land if we aren't living out the life we're supposed to be living. Don't forget what God has done. Remember, remember, remember. It's like this massive theme. And uh, But the first thing in Deuteronomy 11 that he kind of breaks down, he's like, yeah, you know, don't forget to love God. You know, faith is sacred. And then he goes on to say, hey, follow his ways. Okay. His ways are to be uh, a creative in the sphere of bringing in like his presence. Like we're meant to like go in with, with a level of holiness and understanding and draw people into Jesus. I just thought it was so beautiful how this all tied in. And then he says, remember what you've already seen. Like God's desire, God's desire is for us to not only remember his faithfulness, but to share his faithfulness with everybody. See, God's original intent for humanity wasn't to have like people that just follow everything he said. God's original intent with humanity was to have a family. And a family, so he already had this like cool supernatural family uh, in the heavens. And then what he did is he built one on earth and he was like, okay, we're going to intertwine these things. It's going to be awesome pants. It's awesome, right? But the problem with humanity is we're flawed. We like to have conversations with snakes. We like to question who God says we are. We like to question what God has asked us to do. We like to eat fruit that we shouldn't eat. And we like to do it all alone in the darkness and nonsense. And then when we're done doing it, we like to hand it to our family. And family, uh, all those generational nonsenses that pass down and pass down and pass down. And, and so God sent Jesus, thank you Lord, to redeem the family. And he's done that. He died on the cross and there was victory and he rose. And that's what we're meant to do is to see our family as worthy of his son coming to die on a cross, the worst death imaginable, so that we could live out victory. And so we find whew, the people of Israel, they have just come out of the desert. They've been 40 years in the desert. And Moses is like, hey, guys, faith is sacred. What we're meant to be is sacred. Remember what God has done. And then in verse 22, he says, If you carefully obey all these things I'm commanding you, if you really, this is God talking, if you really do love, oh no, this is Moses, sorry. If you carefully obey all these things I'm commanding you, if you really do love the eternal your God and live as he wants you to and devote yourselves to him, and then he, what he'll do is he'll drive out all the nations ahead of you. You'll conquer nations that are bigger and stronger than you are. Um... The reality of the situation, I, I say that a lot in these podcasts, the reality of the situation, I don't know what that is. That's like a chotty-ism. I didn't realize I had till just now. Um, I read this 22 and 23, and I think about family, and I just want you to know that you and your home are family. It says, if you carefully obey all these things I'm commanding you, if you really do love the eternal your God, and live as he wants you to, and devote yourselves to him, so that's you. He'll drive out all the things in the nations ahead of you. He'll conquer nations that are bigger, better, and stronger than you. Wherever you go, your blood family, your people that are surrounded you, your ride or dies go with you. And you need to look at you, your life, and uh, what you produce, um, whatever fruit you produce, as holy, as sacred. And so what does that look like? Why does that matter? It matters because if you notice the first thing he says, if you carefully obey all these things, I'm commanding you, like commanding you, not commanding the people, not commanding, um, people that might be holier than you and more qualified than you or have a theology degree. Like God wants us to follow his ways, uh, because when we follow his ways, people are saved. 
people experience the Lord. And so I guess my question for you is what is what is stopping you from realizing that you are part of God's family? Well, Chadi, I'm a Christian. I already know I'm part of God's family. Yeah, but your life may not look like it. What is, like when I say you realizing that you're part of the family, I mean walking in God confidence. Like when you apply to jobs or like, um, I don't know, when you're believing God for things, when you're navigating struggles, do you walk into that struggle going, I'm with, God is with me? Uh, I, like in total peace? Because... That's that's what it looks like to know that you are part of the family. It's the, knowing that God is sacred, that your faith is sacred, that you, who you what you're meant to be is is walking out this earth as a walking tabernacle with God's presence. Like that's freaking awesome. Like, do you walk out your life with that understanding and sacredness? Um, because it allows you to live your life uh, with a, a able to to follow God's commands. Um, I watch a lot of documentaries, and I've been watching a lot of documentaries later, lately about um, people who people and leaders who have um, fallen. And not because uh, I like to know sordid business, um, but because I think it's good to hear why people have struggled in their faith. For me, it's always a, like a cautionary tale, like, Lord, is there something that I'm missing? Um, Lord, let me love people. Let me see this person the way you see them. Let me see. Let me walk out my life in such a way, Father God, that when I'm um, oof, navigating maybe struggles or temptations or problems, that I never forget that I'm yours and that walking out this life, even though life is hard, loving you is easy. Okay, um, I'm living in a, a season where there's so much church hurt, and you guys too. Like, uh, people are leaving the church. The gener generations are leaving the church. There's whole. It's it's not just like families. It's like gen a generation has left the church, and it's. And so I think about sometimes as a pastor, as I watch these documentaries, and I try to learn from them and understand why people fall and why people struggle and. And I felt like the Lord recently, as I was reading Deuteronomy and I was studying this, and he's like, he, I kept going back to what I just said. You know, Chadi, life is hard, but loving me can be easy if you just follow my commands. You know, um, it goes on to say that every place you walk will become yours. Your territory will extend from the wilderness in the south to the Lebanon in the north and from the Euphrates River to the east to the Mediterranean Sea to the west. And I thought, oh my God, like God wants to expand our territories. God wants to like put us in situations and give us influence and, 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 give, and bless our lives. But I think the biggest issue we have is not seeing ourselves as truly as the family of God. And not like, we're the church. This is who we are. Oh, you know, like, welcome home. Uh, no, but like, where we live out our lives completely and utterly surrendered to Jesus. Um, our church uh, mission statement is we help others unlock um, the hope uh, of Jesus found in his ways and his truth and his life, right? So it's, it's, I love it. It's like... So my favorite thing about our church is because we truly just give people Jesus uh, in a world where people have stopped, I don't know, telling, talking about Jesus, talking about, talking about what's easy and culturally um, palatable. And um, 
I don't know, and I, I just, I want to be able to see myself as the family of God, as a daughter of God, walk into situations as that, like how Jesus walked into situations, and in my ways, and in my life, and in my truth, represent that. And so we see here, the people of God are about to walk into promise, and God is saying, hey, you belong to me, but because you belong to me, you have to obey my commands, and it, as a result, I will expand your territory. Do you not only see your, you, you're God's family, right? Your family is God's family. Everyone around you is God's family. Family is sacred. God came back to save you and save others. Everybody you encounter, every situation you're in, God has come to this world to quite literally restore them back to him. But it starts with you. If you don't see your life as sacred, you, the family of God, then how can you expect other people to see that in you? And so I guess I want to encourage you today as I'm reading this and as I'm looking at it. Um, oh, 25 says, No one will be able to resist you. The eternal your God will make everyone throughout the whole land you're going into terrified of you, just as he, as he said he would. And it says, Look, you got two choices. You can be blessed or you can be cursed. Um, this... It feels, it feels kind of black and white. Like, I know everybody wants to live in the gray right now. I know it. I know it. I'm, I live in the same culture you guys do. Like, I understand that this feels tough and feels weird. And it's like, okay, you're talking about family. What the heck does this have? This is a weird uh, Deuteronomy. Like, why are you reading this? Because the reality is this. I gotta stop saying that. I gotta come up with a new one. Guys, feel free to DM me and send me emails about things to say. My vernacular is stuck in 1992. God wants us to obey His commands. God wants to expand our territory. God is going to do it in an in a awesomely dope way where the doors are going to fly off the hinges and you are going to know it's God. And He's going to do it because you're His family. And His family is sacred and holy and set apart and a light in the darkness and salt on the earth. And those are way beyond cool 90s Christian t-shirts. It's legitimately who his people are and who his people are supposed to be. But we don't see ourselves as sacred. We see ourselves as belonging to ourselves. But you don't belong to you. When you say yes, my mom used to say this when we were a kid, oh my God. We would, she would ask us to do something and I'd be like, yeah, no, I don't really want to do that. And she'd be like, you don't belong to you. You're, I'm your mom. Right? You're five. Like, go do what I asked you to do. And I'd be like, oh, that's true. I'm drinking coffee for those listening to the weird drinking sounds. I couldn't take it anymore. I needed a cup. And uh, all you parents out there were just like, that's, that's horrible. They should just let you work out your feelings. Nah, man. I think the greatest thing my mom ever did was constantly remind me that I don't belong to myself. But that I was part of something bigger. I was part of the family, and that family represented something bigger, and that family was a part of God. And I think, I feel like sometimes God looks down on us, and He goes, you don't belong to you. You said yes to me. You should be loyal to me. You should follow me. I wrote this down that you can't walk out a sacred, blessed life if your faith, your creativity aren't surrendered to Jesus correctly. And at the end of the day, you can't do that either if you yourself don't have yourself surrendered. Chadi, I thought this was a thing about family. Yeah, but aren't you on mission? 
Aren't you on mission with God? Because Jesus talks about family like those who are on mission. Those people who are on mission with him. Are you a ride or die for God? Does your life, like everything about your life, and how you love people, how you lead people, how you serve people, not on, not on how much you go to church, not, not on how uh, many times, how many podcasts you listen to, or how much you read the Bible. Like, I'm talking about how you truly represent Jesus to the world. Um, if you ever see my mom, you would see that I look exactly like her. It's like... I am a carbon copy of my tiny mom. She's 5'4", I'm 5'9". And um, man, I make the same, how do you say that? Muecas, that's how Spanish word, um, facial expressions. Sorry, I lost my English there. Um, I make the same facial expressions. I have her laugh. I wonder sometimes when we forget we're the family of God, we stop, we, the, our joy goes first our facial expressions go. The way we look, the way we feel, the way we experience happiness, all those things get mixed up. And God wants when you laugh for people to move, to go past and see Him. He wants your happiness, your joy, and all the th good things that you have in your heart for to be transparent, beautiful, epic views of who He is and His faithfulness. Well, Chadi, that feels like, like, dang, He doesn't want me, like, what? Our whole life is meant to represent him. I, I don't understand why people are like, oh, I want I, I want a Christian faith where I, it's just like I'm getting and I'm not giving. Like that's not a relationship. That's that's a one-way street of weirdness. Like I don't know what that is. Like I know we live in a world where everything is instant and everything is um, given quickly and satisfaction quickly and like. But relationships aren't like that. Go have a five-minute conversation with a married person. Like, relationships are hard work. But my God, I am so, I'm, I'll, I'll celebrate 20 years with my husband this year. And I am so thankful that we worked out all the kinks. And we still have kinks. We still have things where that might not have been the right choice of words as people are weird. But holy crap. Um, <laughs> oh my God. We still have hiccups and issues and things we're working out and... Um, but the reality is, is, oh man, 20 years, it's been incredible. It's been amazing, you know? And like God wants you to walk out the life with Him, held closely with Him, knowing that you are in the family and that it's a sacred thing to be in the family, that it's a holy thing to be in the family. And so you live your life and your words and your actions all of those things, following his command, walking into territories, going, okay, God, you're going to work this out for me. You're going to work it out on my behalf. You're going to open up doors, Lord, and, and Lord, you're going to close doors, and I'm going to be thankful for those closed doors. You're going to move on my behalf because I have followed you and loved you, and I, and I am in covenant with you. And as a response, you're going to bless my life. Chadi, this feels like, you know, like, oh, I can just hear it in my head, man. I can hear the naysayers and the people that are going to hear this and be like, this just feels like prosperity gospel. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to spell prosperity, so I don't even know what that is. I'm just telling you from experience and from being a woman of the word that when I follow God's commands, when I walk my life out knowing that it is sacred, that God has called me to more, I walk into situations, and it, whether it's an open door or a closed door, 
endure, whether it's a storm or whether it's beautiful outside. God is glorified and I sense joy and I sense peace and I sense compassion. I am not moved by circumstance. I am moved by my creator. And that has allowed my life to be blessed and look blessed and be blessed even when, when stuff sucks. Even when stuff sucks. You know, I talk about my grandmother's, I, I say it all the time. I have this tattoo on my arm and todo veo la mano de Dios and everything I see the hand of God. Like, um, she said that and I've never forgotten it. Like, do you see God in everything, even in your life? Because you are the family of God. And then I'll, 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 I'll end it with this because I feel like I'm kicking a dead horse and somebody right now is just like, please stop yelling at me. But people are also the family of God. And just like in your regular family, you always got that one guy you want to pretend you're not really related to. And the family of God right now, guys, is messy and weird. And um, yeah, I got so many things. But um, you know what, man? So was the people in the Bible. David, David did some really sketchy things. There's a lot of people that did sketchy things and God restored them. And I'm all for the church of God being restored. I'm all for churches being restored, people being restored. I'm not one of those people that believes that if you've sinned or you've fallen, God has disqualified you to ministry. Because I don't believe ministry is a vocational ministry. I believe ministry is knowing that things are sacred and God is holy and I'm going to live out my life chasing him. And so, you know, I don't believe anyone disqualifies themselves from following Jesus and loving Jesus and being Jesus in their world. And so um, people are messy. Um, so just know that. And, and when you know that, you don't get mad at people. You don't pick up offense. Although things are offensive, um, you just love people like Jesus because it's sacred. And you understand your role and you understand who you are. And um, yeah. You can't walk out a sacred blessing, uh, blessed life if your faith and your creativity aren't surrendered to Jesus correctly uh, so that you can influence those in the promised land and truly understand that you are the family of God. And um, you are the family of God. And all those crazies are the family of God. And God has called us to see them as such. And when we do that, we fought, it's, it's just, man, people, are, people experience freedom. So let's not be weirdos, even though we are. Let's love God with all we are and live a life that actually looks like we follow God and that we walk into territories with God confidence, knowing that even if things are stormy, God is in the boat, knowing that God is with us. And um, yeah, you are the family of God and that makes it sacred, you and, and your family. Also, I really don't like the Fast and Furious movies so the fact that i quoted them kind of makes me want to go back and redo this whole episode so anyways oh next week we're talking about is it next week no two weeks we're talking about influence and you know how much i like to talk about influencers <laughs> anyways i love you guys i just don't want you to miss it oh i just don't want you to miss it i don't want you to miss it you're part of the family you're part of the family and you're meant to be on mission and it's sacred and it's holy and you're set apart set yourself apart live the commands of the Lord, Jesus showed us how. And if you don't know how, Jesus did it, buy my book. Okay, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Okay, I love you weirdos, I'm done. All right, bye. I, guys, oh my God, why did I do that? That's weird, for those listening on the thing, I just awkwardly waved at the camera, and for some reason, I'm still doing it. Okay, bye, love you weirdos. Do you too feel like your life is a walking object lesson? This book is for you and for everyone else who wants to embrace their feelings, throw punch anxiety, and manage their emotions well. 
Get your copy today.